You know what it is. That's right. It's time to talk money with your money nerd and financial coach. Now, tighten those purse strings and open those ears. It's the Money Talk with Tiff podcast. Hey, everyone. I am so excited because I have Jennifer Lee with me. Now, Jennifer is here to talk to us about an interesting topic, and that is writing your family a love letter. Now, I know you're probably saying, Tiffany, love letter, what does this have to do with money, business, or finance? Um, Please explain. And so that's what Jennifer is going to be here to tell us about. So, hey, Jennifer, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me, Tiffany. Yes, my pleasure. So let's hop right into it because like I said, my audience is probably like a love letter, really? Uh, how does this fit into, first of all, what it, what is it? And then how does this fit into our personal finance discussion? Sure. Well, you know, in, in my industry, I've been in the world of um, financial planning for 27 years or so now. And um, some people like to talk about money and other people uh, like to skirt the issue. So talking about writing your family love letter encompasses all of those components indirectly um, and allows me as an advisor to get to the root of things, uh, make sure people are prepared. So writing your family love letter encompasses a number of things, certainly um, thinking about, um, you know, where are the passwords? Is there any cash in the house? Um, where are the valuables? What do, those, what do those things mean to you and who do they go to? Um, but it's also about communicating to your spouse, to your children, um, your values and what's important to you about about life, about marriage, about relationships, about contributing to your community. Um, what are your hopes and dreams for your children? Um, a lot of times couples also, you know, want to say, you know, kind of a, a little joke. You know, my dad said to my mom, he said, you know, give me one year, he said, and then, you know, then you can date people. Uh, but, you know, you know, it's it's. It's a very personal thing, um, but, you know, you want to communicate to your spouse that, hey, it's okay to, you know, fall in love again. I, you know, if I'm not here, I want you to be happy. Um, so it really encompasses everything from passwords to where are your important documents to, you know, what kind of life insurance do you have to your trusted advisors? Who's the attorney? Who's the accountant? Who's the advisor that you trust to take care of your family as they move forward in, in scary situations when, when you're no longer there? Absolutely. And, you know, as you were just explaining it to the audience, I feel like doing this exercise, just writing this love letter could open up so many difficult conversations. Um, you know, what, what do you want them to do when they, when you die? Um, also thinking about kids, like what is important in our family? What are our family values? Things like that. And these are conversations that usually don't get talked about and having this, um, love letter concept, I think is absolutely genius because it, comes from a place of love versus a place of, well, you need to do this or you need to do that. Um, so is that why the concept kind of came up? Well, you know, um, I think that it's, it's difficult to talk about death and it's difficult to talk about the future and, and the what ifs. And so, um, you know, I love doing this talk because there's really three, group, three groups of people. You're going to end up as uh, the person who is the writer and says, oh, my gosh, I have to write three of these and, <laughs> and write down the, the, the important topics and you're, and you're making notes and you're ready to do it. 
And then there's the second group who leaves the talk and goes home and says to their spouse, to their parents, to, to their business partner, oh my gosh, you have to do this for me because I don't know all of this information. Mm-hmm. And then there's the last group, which I call, and I usually show a flash of an ostrich. And this is a group of people who just would rather have stepped out and gotten a cup of coffee during um, during this difficult conversation. And it's okay. There's plenty of ostrich in, in, our, in our world, in our life, and that's okay. This is just a way to get introduced um, to some of these important things. So oftentimes, I will stop the audience and pause and say, okay, right now, this is the last phone call you can make. Mm. Who are you calling and what do they need to know? Mm. Right. Obviously you're going to tell them how you feel about them and how important they are in your life, but you're also going to tell them, you know, about the kid's soccer schedule and how important the teddy bear is. And, you know, you're going to, you're going to tell your spouse about, um, where the passwords are kept and, um, you know, what's important to you. And, and it's a scary thought to, to have that conversation, but I think it also wakes you up. Absolutely. Right? You can't, you can't forget, you can't deny that, that thought process. Now you've got it in your head, you know, who you have to call and what you have to say. So, you know, write it down. Absolutely. And, you know, you shared a good story with me right before we hit record. And, um, you know, how did you get introduced to this, uh, this topic and this uh, concept? You know, I got introduced to this topic uh, a long, long time ago, but I will tell you that, um, you know, I experienced it in a very palpable way when my, my father got diagnosed with a, with a significant, um, health issue. He had a diagnosis with a glioblastoma uh, brain tumor. Mm -hmm. And when you get that kind of a diagnosis, you know, what do you do? You, you start to talk to doctors, you start to um, strategize, you start to plan. Well, my dad was an advisor. He did not write his family love letter, but he delivered it to us in person. Mm. Um, You know, it wasn't really planned, but here is this pragmatic person who knows he has to communicate to his children. My mom was a, what I'll call a non-moneyed party. She's just (laughs) not, she's not an ostrich, but she's the, Hey, you need to write that love letter to me because I don't know all these things. So she wants Mm -hmm. to know, but she wants you to write it down. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, so my dad and uh, we had a, a family trip just after his diagnosis and at six o'clock in the morning, he had us uh, on the on the deck talking about um, what was important in his life, who influenced him, um, mm. who he what what the what the positive things and wonderful things have been in his life. He talked about his expectations of us as his kids um, for now and in the future. He said, "Look, I don't talk to you about money, but I want to tell you um, what your mom will have and." Um, you know, one of the funny things that we like to like to joke about is he said, you're, you're, you got very serious. He said, your mom will never, ever pull out her visa when you're out to dinner. And so we're always fumbling to get that, you know, <laughs> that visa card and make sure um, we're, we're getting the bill. She did trick me once. So um, it's been almost eight years and she's like, okay, enough with this. But, um, you know, I promised my father. So you got to follow through. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and he even went as far as to to tell us what he wanted for his burial. Our entire family, all our, our life had been, um, you know, 
buried in caskets. He wanted to be cremated. That was a new thing. How would we have known that? Um, Mm -hmm. He said who he wanted to give his eulogy, who he wanted to sing and what he wanted them to sing. I mean, it was really kind of intense. Um, but, and you don't have to go that extreme, right? You know, he, he, um, he, he's not your typical person. Yeah. I do this talk a lot and you don't get that many people in the audience who are going to go down to that detail, but Hey, if you want to awesome. Um, but I think most importantly is just communicating, you know, your, the qualities in your life, the expectations you have of the people in your life and, um, why they're important to you. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like writing it down in a love letter also cuts out any gray area. Now, granted, let me just uh, preface with the audience. This is not in, um, you know, this is, let me restart. (laughs) Please edit that out. So let me preface with the audience that this is not to take the place of all of the estate planning documents that you do need to have. This is something that works in tandem. And I'm just thinking that, you know, having it down as a love letter, it cuts out some of the gray areas that the legal documents may have missed. Um, And then also it could be passed down as a family heirloom. Like, you know, how cool is it that like, let's say uh, your dad is great grandpa now. And it's like this, is who inspired him. This is who influenced him. This is who played a big role in his life. And that's stuff that you can't get from doing just like typical genealogy research, you know, and so on and so forth. So I feel like doing these love letters could actually also be like heirlooms that get passed down from generation to generation. Most definitely. Um, I actually have my dad um, did write a few little notes to um, each of the kids. There's three of us. And, um, you know, my note is maybe two sentences long. And but it's but it's mine and it's important. And I have it on my desk and it's something that, you know, you read periodically. And it's just it's just a tiny little communication. And that means so much to me. Um, you know, just the experience. Uh, it's a little bit of a terrifying experience. My sister came into my room at 6 a.m. on the first day of this trip, and she said, do you want to come upstairs? And I said, what time is it? And she says, 6 a.m. And I said, and what am I doing? And she said, dad's been up since four, and he wants to have a family meeting, right? Mm-hmm. So that that was such a gift for our family to have had that opportunity to be able to communicate. You know, here's this pragmatic man who says, oh, my gosh, I have a brain tumor. Am I going to be able to tell you things? Right. So I got to do it now. Right. And so he proactively did that. Um, I, I don't know that the, the average person, you know, jumps into it and does it like that, but it's so important to think about it. And so as an advisor, I always loop this concept in with all the planning because it helps to pull it together, right? Why do we do the things we do? It's for the people we love. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, um, and I'm my condolences to you and your family, uh, but I'm just thinking like, you know, we don't have to wait to do things like this, um, you know, for a traumatic experience or anything to happen. We can do this stuff today. So that way it's readily available. So if people are interested in doing this, um, I know on your website, you have a Mad Lib style (laughs) 
love letter uh, for people that, you know, are like, oh my gosh, this is too overwhelming. This is not something that I really want to think about, but I'm familiar with Mad Libs and I can do that. Um, So can you tell us a little more about that? (laughs) Sure. Absolutely. So um, there was an event that I was doing and it was a, um, uh, a men's program and it was around Valentine's day. And I thought, what am I going to give this group of gentlemen to expedite them doing this love letter? Because when you talk about writing your family love letter and I talk to groups of men and women, women tend to be more, um, more emotionally connected to it and want to do it and, and get involved. And so a lot of times they'll say, well, I, I took it home and told my husband I needed it. And it's a laborious process. So I really wanted to break it down, make it simple. It's not that complicated, right? Uh, Where are your assets? Uh, What does the person mean to you? Are there any special pieces of jewelry and somebody that you'd like to give them to? And why? It's just a couple of sentences, but how significant is it to know that your aunt uh, Sally gave you this piece of jewelry because you were a very special niece and, um, and she enjoyed taking to the beach when you were little, whatever it is, that's a piece of significance that's going to, that's going to impact that other person's life. And I also kind of think when you start doing these things, sometimes you want to give it away when you're living. Right. Yes. Yes, for sure. For sure. So if people were interested in finding out more about how they can create their love letter or learning more about you um, and what you have going on, where could they find you? Sure. Thank you. Um, I have two websites. One is called Squeeze the Juice Book, and that's the name of my um, my book. And that book really is, um, it describes a family love letter, and then it goes through some basic financial concepts. Don't be scared. It is written for the layperson. It is an easy read. There are stories. It's absorbable. Um, people have shared that they they read it in two two hours, um, so it's not a it's not a bunch of financial lingo, but it will give you the tools to be aware of the kinds of things you can ask. And at the end, it walks you through writing your family love letter, the different segments of it, and how to go about doing that. And then, of course, just on our regular website, which is my company name, which is Modern Wealth, um, on that website. You can download the um, the Mad Libs love letter, and we're happy to have you to fill that out, at least as a starting tool. Yeah, for sure. And if you did not catch all of that, I will make sure that I have all of Jennifer's links in the show notes. So check that out. And I am so grateful that you bought this topic up. And, you know, personally, I have like told my family what I wanted, uh, but I think putting it in a letter format is probably going to be better. So there's no confusion. Um, and like your dad, I have it down to, you know, I do want to be creative. Made it. I know what song I want to be playing as they sprinkle my ashes in the ocean. Um, I also need to make sure that I have enough money um, so that way they can do everything that I want to yeah. want them to do. <laughs> True. <laughs> um, so anyway, this gives us a lot to think about. And, you know, 
for me, it feels like it makes the conversation a little easier because nobody really wants to talk about death and, you know, what comes next and all those things. But these are crucial conversations we have to have and having a love letter makes it that much easier. So I appreciate you, Jennifer, so much for coming on the show today and sharing your gems with my audience. Thank you so much, Tiffany. It was a pleasure. (laughs) Bye. Thank you for listening, joining, and being a part of the Money Talk with Tiff podcast this week. You can check Tiff out every Thursday for a new Money Talk podcast. But if you just can't wait until next week, you can listen to previous podcast episodes at moneytalkwitht.com or follow Tiff on all social media platforms at Money Talk with T. Until next time, spend wise by spending less than you make. A word to the money wise is always sufficient. <laughs>